Hi, this is John Marino from Circle Back, and you're listening to my chapter of As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. This week, we welcome John Marino of Circleback onto the show. One of the great things about this platform is occasionally I get to share a band that's less well-known and hopefully introduce them to a wider audience. And when Circleback announced their new record, Terminus, it was the perfect opportunity to have John on the show. John was also the frontman for Clench Fist Records band Outcry. So he has roots in the Christian hardcore scene. Terminus is out this Friday, August 30th. I hope you give it a spin and enjoy this week's conversation with John Marino. question was, am I related to Dan Marino? Well, I'm related to a Dan Marino, but I am not related to the Dan Marino. But it's, it, there's actually a funny story about that. My brother would go around and tell people that Dan Marino was our uncle. And, you know, it was right around the time, you know, when the, the Dolphins were great and all that, and Dan Marino yeah. was like the next big thing. And yeah, Dan Marino's our uncle, and da-da-da, this and that, and, you know, come to find out, like, we, we show up at a family reunion, and sure enough, there is a Dan Marino in our family, but it's not the Dan yeah. Marino, so it was just a, you, my little brother trying to, you know, be cool, and that's and that's okay, you know, kids are like that. Yeah, no, I remember people would always ask me, still still to this day, because um, are you related to General Patton? So, no, right, of course. Uh, well, of course obviously. they would ask that, you know, you just have one of those last names, and of course, right. everybody just wants to know. Oh, especially if you're Italian, too. That's one of the things that I run into oh. from time to time. It's like, oh, you know the Marinos from this town and this town. Like, it's a pretty common last name, to be honest with you. Right, right. I grew up in a, I mean, I, I have a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles, but I still grew up in a town where there were people in, like, our neighborhood living on our street with the same last name, and I had no idea who they were. They weren't related. It was, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how that works, you know, like, if you really boil it down, I think we all have about 15 or 20 names total, and that's that's really it in America. Did you grow up in South Carolina? I did not. No, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, so I moved to South Carolina about 13 years ago. So I was in a bunch of you know bands in, in Ohio, um, specifically in Cleveland. That's where you know, I was born and raised. So um, we can talk about that in just a little bit, but yeah. Um, so making the move down to South Carolina is kind of how Circle Back really started initially. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to there. Uh, what, was, what was growing up in Cleveland like? Cleveland's fun. Cleveland's a cool town. Like Cleveland now, it's 
it's one of those things that, like, I really didn't appreciate it as much when I lived there, but I love going yeah. back now. You know, I go home two, three times a year just to see family. You know, my brother still lives there. My, you know, my, my father lives there. So going back home is fun. And the city is completely, like, trans, transformed over the past, I don't know, since I've been gone. Um, they kind of brought back the flats and, you know, the Browns are good again. You know, it's great. You know, like everything, everything is going right for the city and they kind of revitalize the downtown area. But, um, I just remember, you know, when I left, it was like, I just got to get out of this cold for a little bit. You know, I was working for ESPN radio at the, at the time and trying to do a band at that point and, you know, working for a paper company. I was doing like 10 things. So I was working from like 6 a.m. to like almost midnight bartending, you name it. I was doing, I was doing everything. So it just came to a point. It's like, I just got to get the hell out of here and, and just find, yeah. you know, a new road for myself. And that kind of is what brought me to South Carolina and kind of where I'm at right now. So gotcha. What were you doing at uh, ESPN radio? Well, I was working for ESPN radio at the, it's ESPN 850. Um, I was, Working behind the board, um, kind of doing the the midday shows, um, some a little bit of producing, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, during the day. I, I'm trying to the best way to describe it. Like I, I would be the guy that would run all the commercials and 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 help, you know, take calls and things like that. I did a little bit of on air work, but you know, I think they realized pretty fast that I wasn't that good, which is okay. You know, I kind of like yeah. being behind the scenes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I did board work uh, in, for public radio, so. That's... Okay, so, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. To be right behind the board. So, <laughs> yeah. kind of, you just get in that groove, and you're all set. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, what got you into music? Sure, no, that's a good question. Um, so, my dad is a piano player, or, you know, is always has been a piano player, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, he's really good. Um, it wasn't, you know, his chosen profession, but he's recently retired and, and bought a really nice piano and he's getting back into it. But I've always grew up with with him really enjoying music. Um, he was really, and still is, really into classical music, so I kind of grew up on that, going to different performances with him and, and the family. So I always found it interesting, you know, that style of music kind of translates into everything a little bit, you know, you really can, if you look at classical music now, you can find a lot of, you know, how metal started and all that. So um, I really enjoyed that. I mean, my mom, she was, you know, super duper duper Christian. So um, there wasn't much, you know, like secular music I can get into that I was allowed to get into, but um so I really kind of like hit home with that classical music phase and, um, and then, you know, whatever, you know, cool, like gospel gangsters album came out or whatever at the time, <laughs> I was kind of like the only thing I was really allowed to kind of allow, allowed to listen to until, you know, I got a little bit older. So it was an interesting time, you know, it's like you get the dynamic of, you know, Vivaldi and then, you know, like PID or like one of those, you know, yeah. Early early nineties Christian rap group, so it was a weird time, man. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that your thing, like rap music? It wasn't one hundred percent not. It was just kind of like <laughs> you know, like it was just there and available. <laughs> correct. 
yeah, and it was like pre-youth group or anything like that where, you know, I would eventually find out, like, all about the tooth and nail bands and things like that. It was kind of like, hey, they play this kind of stuff on the radio, but it happens to be, like, the Christian version of it, so I guess, you know, I just got to deal with it. So um, it was was interesting, but, um, you know, I, I come to... I have come to find better music throughout the years. I guess is the best way. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, to, tooth and nail and like youth group. That was your introduction into to hardcore, probably. Kinda. It's that's an interesting story too. So, my next door neighbor, um, who was you know my best friend, you know, growing up in Cleveland, and you know we still lightly keep in touch even to this day. Um, started listening to like all of like the Lookout Records bands. And he's like, oh, man, you got to check out Screeching Weasel, you know, Mr. T Experience, Avail, you know. To this day, Avail is still my favorite band. And, I, you know, I credit John for, you know, getting me into that music. But it was like, okay, this is really, really cool. Like, this is kind of stuff that I like. And I was like, okay, well, you know, mom will have fit, so I got to find the equivalent. And it just happened to be you know, 14 years old, like, kind of getting into, like, the whole youth group scene and, you know, like, oh, you got to check out this band called MXPX. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, okay, they're on, you know, like, a label that, you know, is is approved, I guess is the best way to say it. And then, you know, I just got yeah. deep into the deep into the tooth and nail catalog, you know. Like, it's funny that I'm on the show. And, and, Brian, I want to tell you this, that, like, I really appreciate you having me on because, like, you have all the luminaries and dignitaries from the two-minute catalog on here every week. So it may have been a slow week, and I appreciate everyone for listening. But, um, you know, some of the bands and, and the members that you have on the show um, are kind of what got me into all this, so it's really, really cool. So, you know, I found out about the punk rock part of it, and it, it was it was cool, but it it wasn't really 100% my thing. Like, I appreciate the passion you know, in punk rock, especially in hardcore. Um, But I remember the church that we were going to had, um, uh, they put on this, like, concert, okay? And there was, you know, some of the guys from the youth group, they were in some, like, 90s alt-rock, you know, keyboard-fronted band. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool, well, I'll go see these guys because I kind of know them, and it'll be be fun. I was, like, 15 at the time. But I remember, and I'm telling you as clear as day, this is this is the moment that got me into hardcore. I walked into, like, the church's sanctuary or whatever, you know, whatever they called it, and there is this guy in, like, this beanie hat and just, like, long T-shirt just sitting by his amp, just, just going, like, I'm like, oh, my God. What is this? And I'm telling you, to this day, that is like the most religious thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, it happened to be that that was Joe Vogel um, was in a band at the time called Mothership, um, and they were literally changing their name next week to this band called Disciple. And I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast is aware of you know what Disciple did and where they went and you know, the the entire tree that branched off of them and stuff like that. So yeah. I can really go back and say Joe Vogel <laughs> just sitting there, just like, just chugging away. Like, you know, he wasn't even facing me, but I, I walked there with you. I just walked in there and my mouth dropped. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life, given the chance. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. when you said Cleveland, I went, oh, integrity. That was my immediate, like, draws. Well, the, see, that's the thing. So, okay, so Joe Vogel, like, blows my mind, right? So we're there. Yeah. So the church, every once in a while, would do the shows. And there was a girl, and I, I can never remember her name, but she put on shows, and it was just like a month after that. It was like, okay, Zayo and then this band called, uh, I'm sorry, Disciple and this band called Zayo. was like, oh, I'll go check them out, see what they're all about. And this was like... I think Sean had just gotten into the band after Eric, and I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. And, you know, I'm like, okay, this is even crazier. This band is, like, you know, actually doing, like, crazy riffs and things like that, and and they have, like, a, you know, a super positive message. This is amazing. So going to those shows, just in that little, like, group, brought some other people in from the outside, so... It's the same thing, I'm sure, that you talk to anybody that comes on this show. You start developing relationships because you all have a common interest. And then at that point, you know, bands start to be formed, scenes start to form. And, you know, I, I ended up meeting Dan Pelletier. And um, if anybody's interested, he's in a band called Not Beneath. And they were on Chapter 121 of As the Story Grows. So whenever you're done listening to me, <laughs> I would definitely go back and check that one out. Um, he... Uh, him and I, like, just formed this relationship, and then we eventually started uh, a Christian band called Outcry, Hope for the Torn Heart. Um, so okay. that was, like, late, oh, I wouldn't say late, but, like, 98, 99. So we kind of did the Cornerstone thing, um, played with Zayo about 100,000 times. Um, creation is crucifixion. But we were all, like, involved in that Cleveland scene, like you just mentioned before. So we would go see you know, Integrity and, and Ringworm and especially this band called Ascension. Um, they were like one of our favorites because, you know, the vocalist was like a, an absolute nut. You know, I think he's like my number yeah. one inspiration for, for vocals just because Chris Wood was just like a maniac. So getting into like the, you know, that, that Christian scene, but also, you know, finding out like all these like mainstream stuff. So I'm like, you know, picture me as like a kid in high school, like sitting there with like the tooth and nail catalog in one hand and like the victory records one in the other hand, you know, and I'm, you know, not even paying attention to what the teacher's saying, but like circling, you know, the refuse shirt that I want or, you know, like I can't wait to get this snap case tape or whatever. So um, yeah. that's kind of was my introduction into it. And I'll tell you what, it's so funny now because years and years later, I still love it just as much as I did that first time I heard it. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's a common thing. It's it's that thing that grabs you, and yeah, you have that moment. You're like, that's my music, no matter how old you get, right? And it's true, yeah, because it's funny now because, like, we'll, we'll talk about Circle Pack in just a little bit because, you know, it all formed from, like, a conference call. So, you know, I'm, I'm taking this call right now in in my office at work. So, yeah. you know, I'm in a business setting right now talking to you about hardcore, which is cool. But um, just being able to, like, all these years later and, you know, working in, like, the corporate world now, still be able to, like, share some share some moments and still be able to do what I love at the same time, I think is really cool. Yeah. So you just, you, you did blow my mind. I did not realize you were in Outcry.
Yes, yes. So I was, yeah, I um, yeah, I sang in in Outcry. Um, so we we did the split seven inch with Bethel, and then we got signed to Clench Fist Records, and we put out our EP there, and then we kind of broke up shortly after. But we were we were pretty active, and it's it's funny because people will still come up to me now and like, man, you were in Outcry. I'm like, how'd you even know? We were like around for like a year. What are you talking about? Um, but you know, I at least appreciate the fact that you know that music. Um, and that band had such a lasting impact, which is kind of cool. But, um, yeah, Outcry, you know, we, we, we did a lot, and uh, it was a good time. It was definitely fun. And, you know, I, I miss all those guys. I, I talk to them every once in a while, but they're all out there doing great things. Yeah, yeah, because that, that would have been the first or one of the first releases on Clench Fist, right? Correct, yeah. So Rudy was nice enough to put out our record, um, and then he also then right after that put out that Narcissist EP. Yeah, their first EP. Yeah, which kind of blew our stuff out of the water. Because Narcissist, they're like <laughs> unbelievable. And they were unbelievable yeah. at the time. And it's funny now because um, Josh King, that's, who was also in Nominee Chapter 121, um, was also in, he ended up being in Vessel, then went into Narcissist. And he actually helped write some of the songs, like the, the very early beginning, you know, circle back songs when we were just trying to do it as a studio thing. So um, with Dan and Josh, it's interesting how the, all those, you know, these guys from, you know, just years and years and years of playing music, you know, just got back together and just started to do something else. So it's it's really cool. I really love the dynamic of, you know, meeting people through music, especially in the hardcore scene and punk scenes, no different, metal too, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, just having that, you know, relationship and, and sticking around and, and, and helping each other out. I think it was really cool. But getting back yeah. to, like, the, the clench fist thing, yeah, you know, Rudy put out the record and, um, you know, disappeared into the night. You know, we didn't see anything from that. Not that we wanted anything from that. But um, he ended up eventually doing, like, a Narcissus Outcry split CD. He basically took both of our EPs, put them into one, and then, mm -hmm. if you remember at the time, put them out on mp3.com. So oh, yeah. it was kind of like his yeah. last-ditch, like, cash grab yeah. effort. But, um, you know, we wish him well. I don't, you know, I, God knows where he's at right now. So Yeah, yeah. No, and, and they, they, they... As a label, they had a very short run, but they put out Spite of Opposition and the first Soul Embraced record and uh, the Living Sacrifice tribute. Like, they had a, they had a good run for Which them. is hilarious because in, like, two weeks, Circle Back, we're playing with a band called Paid in Full, and Mike from Spite of Opposition is in Paid in Full. So Mike and I have kept this relationship going for over 20 years now. Um, and it's That's funny awesome. that, you know, we just joke around every time I see him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I still got that Spite of Opposition CD. And he's like, why? But, you know, but he, he enjoyed his time <laughs> there. And he went on to, like, you know, nourish the plane. And, you know, he did all kinds of cool stuff. And now he's doing Paid in Full and this band called Bushido Code. Um, they're on um, uh, Upstate Records right now. And they're doing really good things. It's really, really cool stuff. So I'm just excited to even just see him out and about because, I remember years ago he would just call me and we would just talk for hours and hours and hours about bands and, and things like that, you know, to the point where my, you know, like parents would jump on the phone, like, get off the phone, you know, I got to, I got to do things. I gotta make this call. But it's cool. It's, it's funny. And it that was kind of like my introduction, yeah. like him and um, my now brother-in-law was in a band that was on clenched fist for a second, but like 
I think Rudy folded before he actually put their album out. They were called Face of Humanity. Um, yeah. My brother-in-law Cutler, he 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 had like a cup of coffee at Hope's Fall for a little bit, um, and he is uh, he was like their road manager for he was their road manager for a while. So it was kind of cool, you know, like he was tied in, and you know, I ended up marrying his sister, which is hilarious. You know, it's like one of those people you meet at Cornerstone and like. You're like, oh, all right, cool, whatever, and then later on you're like, you know, he's he's now your brother-in-law, which is cool. He's a, he's like the greatest, so, and he was in a bunch of cool bands too. All right, you've talked about Circleback a bunch of times. That's why you're here. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was supposed to be just a studio project at first. Yeah, initially it was a studio project because Dan and Josh lived in in Cleveland. It was kind of something that I've always wanted to do. So I moved down to South Carolina. You know, I, I got a job with you know a no names please like large telecommunications company, and you know I still like miss the music. So I would go home and. I would show up, you know, hang out with Dan. He's like, oh, man, let's let's just do this, like, little project that, you know, we've always been talking about, just you and me. I'm like, cool. And then he was doing Not Beneath with Josh, and he's like, all right, well, let's 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 write some songs. And, and Dan, you know, like, I, I do want to let you know this, that I have zero musical talent, so I have to rely on other people. So, <laughs> um, so Dan's like, yeah, well, what do you want it to sound like? I'm like, well, you know, if you can do, like, you know, like, you know, I'm like trying to like cobble this together and it's, it's just so bad. He's like, I think I got, I understand what you're saying. And it's a good thing if you can, as a musician, you can find someone that can like just work through your BS and like know exactly what you're saying, which, which I have right now with Circle Back, which is fantastic. Um, so we did like just two songs and I was like, oh, this is awesome, man. I really appreciate this. And you know, I just happened to just put them on some CDs and, and would just go to shows here in Charleston and just hand them out to people like, you know, if, if you like this breakdown, you might like this or whatever. Um, kind of just DIY'd it a little bit and then started to get some response from that. So every time I would go home, we would kind of do a little bit more. So we actually put out the, uh, the Promise to Pay um, seven-song mini LP, EP, whatever, you know, it registers as an LP, but it's probably an EP in essence, but we, so we did that. And then I was like, all right, I have to make this a live band because I just miss playing shows. Yeah. So I recruited, I recruited my, my brother-in-law Cutler who, you know, who moved to Charleston. Like he lives in, he lives in North Carolina and then he moved to Charleston. And then, um, I recruited Nathan, um, who's our guitar player. He's like really the, the most stalwart <laughs> member of the band. He's been around since literally the beginning through all the member changes and, and life changes and things like that. So um, we we got a, you know, we ended up getting a drummer and then another drummer and all kinds of, you know, went through thousand basses and guitar players until um, <laughs> we, we kind of landed on, you know, where we're at now. But during that time, then we put out another EP. And um, so we, we, we had like two albums, like a, a mini LP and an EP out before we even played a show. So we played our first oh, wow. show in 2015. So we started this in 2013. By 2015, we had, you know, two, two releases out digitally for, you know, anybody to grab. And 
by 2015, we, we actually had a band together. So we started playing shows. Everything was great. In 2017, we put out a self-titled EP. Um, so we started gaining momentum. There's still a few member changes here and there. Nathan was still there holding it down, though, thank goodness. Um, and now we've reached a point where we have, like, a rock-solid lineup. Um, we're playing consistently, you know, and um, we just recently went into the studio to uh, record our new album, Terminus. So um, I'm really excited about it. I really think it's going to be, you know, something that a lot of people will enjoy. And it has a little different sound that kind of like our old stuff is a little more straight hardcore. This brings a little more riffage, I would say, a little more metal into it. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, the one, thank you for sending me the new record because it's 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 just so brutal and heavy and like Yeah, like instantly the the title track Terminus, as soon as I hit play that opening riff, it it had some of that like uh Arizona type feel to it. Um Right. It it kinda has that has that like disembodied feel, like kind of to start yeah. off. Which is which was almost intentional, and and that's kind of like the direction we wanted to go with this album, is make it a little bit heavier, almost have like a darker feel overall, but still have like a you know a half decent message in there as well. You know, it's not yeah, you know, it's not like this the most positive thing in the entire world, but it's not the most negative thing, which is nice. So it's it's kind of like hate breed, right? Where it's it's uplifting, but like super angry. <laughs> Correct, correct, yes, yeah, like a positive anger, you know. <laughs> but um, we're really excited for the fact that we actually, you know, took some some time out to actually record this. So we went to Chris Hilbert at Legitimate Business in Greensboro, North Carolina, and recorded the album. But um, and he did an awesome job. But actually having the album mixed and mastered by Jamie King, um, who did all the Between, Between the Buried and Me albums, and all, like, the, you know, the North Carolina hit bands, like, you know, Azazel yeah. and I think I'm Dying and stuff like that, really kind of put it over the edge. So the production value is behind it. The songs are, you know, angry as hell. And um, I really think it'll get, a, you know, at least a decent response. You know, I'm not expecting, you know, much from it. But, uh, you know, I just appreciate, you know, just turn it on while you're, you know, like making eggs or whatever. You know, that's <laughs> Yeah, are you guys going to self-release this, or, or are you trying to shop it? Or no, that's yeah, that's also a good question as well, and I appreciate that. Um, so we're actually going to be um, releasing tomorrow that um, Cross My Heart Records. It's actually a local label here in Charleston, but it's it's run by a dear friend of ours. It's gonna is gonna do a CD and cassette release, and we're actually uh -huh. going to do the we're we're going to do a limited run of vinyl through the band. Um, I kind of it's it's more or less like I want a little bit of control over the vinyl and and, and make sure it's it's done right and this and that. But um, so we're gonna have the full like you know 1997 release you know minus Spotify and all that, which which you can definitely get it on all this on the streaming services. But I like the fact that we'll be able to have physical copies of this as well. You know, like tapes are coming back. I, Brian, you you. I think you're as old as me. I mean, going back in time, we hate, like, tapes suck. Like, we couldn't wait for, like, CDs, and all the bands were, like, putting stuff on CDs. The kids love these tapes now, so buy a tape. If we're doing a tape, I want people to buy this tape, <laughs> okay? I will, I will. You, you got to speak for yourself, man. I, I, I loved cassettes. Oh, 
I, I I love them back in the day. I love them now that it's, it's oh. such a great medium. <laughs> it was uh, such a pain, though. Like, we've come oh, out of yeah. 2019, <laughs> But um, I am excited to actually put it out on cassette just because, like you said, you're into it, and there are a lot of people that are into it. So we're going to kind of do, like, a three three different variants of the tape and have the CDs for the people that, you know, that are into that format and then. You know, I've always been a vinyl collector, so I'm, I'm excited of having the vinyl as well. And then anybody can grab it on Spotify, Apple, you know, Apple Music, I, you know, the iTunes and Bandcamp, you know, like whatever you want. It's gonna be, it's gonna be out there. It's just a matter of going out there and actually taking a listen to it. And listen, if you think it sucks, I don't care. Like, okay, well, <laughs> cool. Like, it does, it doesn't work for you, but you know, I just appreciate people like taking the time out of their day. Um, to actually listen to it. What's strange now is, you know, being that it is 2019 and we were just talking about that, um, there's so much variety out there, like with things like Spotify and all that. Like, I remember when I was, you know, younger and, and like all I had was like the back of the Victory Records catalog. They had like the distro albums and it's like, you know, face, like check this band out, like tough guy you know, Connecticut hardcore, and it's not a real band or anything like that, but it's like descriptions like that is what we had to go off to, like, you know, send that self-addressed stamped envelope to get, you know, to go to the next step of the process to, like, send well-hidden cash to get this album finally, where I could just, you know, wake up on a Friday morning and, you know, Spotify tells me that there are, like, you know, 20 new releases, go check them out. I, you know, I just sit there like a like an idiot and just like listen to him and and it was tougher back then but it's easier now so there's a lot of choice and you know i just appreciate anybody that would actually take time out of their day to choose us yeah do you feel like from the time you were doing outcry to playing shows with circle back now like do you notice a different or is it still just a hardcore show and people just go bonkers Outcry was a little different because, you know, that was a, you know, like a, being in a, in a Christian band, you know, it was kind of, sure. you're playing to, you know, like this, you know, the, the same old scene. Um, with Circle Back, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, we had the opportunity to tour and travel more and, and play different places and, and see, you know, different scenes. Um, it's all still the same though, ultimately. Like the passion is there no matter what. Uh, whether it's directed towards, you know, like a religious belief or if it's just, you know, like, hey, see that guy in the corner, you know, spin kick, you know. So yeah. um, it's all, it's all like, it's all about the passion for me. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it really doesn't, it really hasn't changed overall. Um, it's just kind of the message just changed a little bit. Yeah, I, I meant the the scene itself and how you feel people approach shows. That that was it, not not from you personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as people, you know, people coming to shows, like it was a little bit. It was a little bit different. Like the scene is a little bit more. You know, how can I say this? Like everybody's on like some sort of social media now, and yeah. it it causes a lot of drama. Um, you know, oh, I can't believe this person said this at this show, and, and oh, my goodness, what is happening right now? And, you know, I'm not feeling the greatest. And, you know, just like, just nonsense, you know. 
back back in like the nineties, like he was like, Okay, man, you know, like, hey Walt, just show up, you know, and not look at our phones and things like that and and actually kind of enjoy it a little bit more. It's you know, it's just that like buffet that people have now, like it's kind of taken a little bit of the passion out of it. But there are still plenty of places where it's just absolutely nuts all the time. And Charleston is one of those places too. Like it's you know, every time we have the opportunity to play at home you know, everybody just has a great time and, and, and are super into it. That's awesome. Is there a theme with Terminus in the lyrics? Um, yes. Um, so let me just talk about, like, Circle Back in general. Circle Back started sure. when, I, when I was on a conference call at work. So, you know, I'm a people leader at work. And, you know, of course, like, being in the business world, it's like a call for a call for a call for a call. It's just ridiculous. You know, these people just want to hear themselves talk. So I'm sitting on this call, and this one lady's just like, oh, we got to circle back to this. we got to circle back to that, and we will definitely circle back to that. And it's like, so you're just creating extra work is what you're doing <laughs> um, and not having the answers. But it was just so ridiculous, and it was just like one of those, like, overused management buzzwords. I was like, I'm sitting there, and, I, you know, I pull up my computer. I'm like, on Google, I'm like, is a band called Circle Back? That would be hilarious just because – just because. And sure enough, there's no other band. There's like some guy that had a song called Circle Back. And it's it's relatively terrible. So, you know, I was in the clear there. So there's no actual band named Circle Back, which is which is tough to do now. When you're trying to put a band together, like the hardest yeah. part is probably trying to name it because almost everything is taken. So, you know, I jumped on that and I thought it was hilarious. And a lot of the lyrical content for Circle Back is like business related in the background, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. So, for an example, Terminus, the new the new album, the title track. I was recently there was a voluntary separation um, from my uh, last the last company I worked for. So it was like a voluntary layoff. It just happened to be that they were closing the building where we were working, and um, you know, we kind of had to find new work, but, you know, here we got this, this severance situation and whatever. Um, that, the song Terminus itself is kind of about, like, life changes and, like, things coming out of nowhere and empty promises. You know, in the business world, there's a lot of, you know, like, they'll look at you and smile, but in the in the background, you know, something nefarious is going on. So it was kind of like really about that situation and to me the dramatic life change that had taken place for me um, during the time. So when I write songs, it's kind of like what's going on right now, you know, um, like going through the song list itself, you know, we have songs about, you know, having your friends help you through, you know, a tough time, which is kind of like hardcore cliche, but it, it's actually yeah. true. So why not write about it? You know? Um, right. Yeah. I had a friend that went through like a really tough time, like a, a divorce, and they wrote a song about you know the, the emotions that the person went through. So it's not really have to be me, but then like I drilled down really, really hard on a song called "The Next Step," with dealing with a family member um, who has like a severe mental illness and is coping, you know, who's, who's been coping with you know, trying to cope with that illness for forty plus years and just recently has, like, succumbed to the fact that they actually do have a problem. And um, 
they need to, you know, make changes for themselves in a positive way and not rely on, uh, you know, either a religious entity or like some like whacked out way of thinking um, to, you know, heal them in a, in a way. So it was really, it got really, really deep. And then, you know, we I had a song called Strive for Justice on the album as well. It's like, okay, you see all these kids out there with, you know, like going on eBay and, you know, buying, you know, $100 t-shirts that, you know, that have these like slogans and stuff like that, you know, some from the nineties and I'm lucky enough to sell some of them to them, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but like living, living what you believe in and not just like, this is the cool thing or, you know, this, you know, straight edge shirt that I got, you know, that I bought off, you know, some merch swap somewhere is going to, you know, make me cooler. It's like, okay, well, if that's what you're into, then, you know, like go all the way into it, you know, and it goes with anything in life. It's, you know, try to stand, take a stand for what you actually believe in. And it could be anything. And I'm cool with whatever you bring to the table as long as it's not, you know, like absolutely ridiculous and, you know, like we have a, a personal problem at that point. But right. um, just like taking a stand for, you know, actually, what you know, it's tough to do because there's a lot of like just vanilla out there and, that, and, and whatever. And it's, you know, it's maybe, you know, type of the generation that we're in. But it's okay. You want to go out there and you want to be like Mr. Super, you know, straight edge vegan, like then go all the way in, like, you know, help out some, you know, animal sanctuaries, help people, you know, do things, you know, make a positive change in the world. Like if it's what it's all about, you know, going back to what we, what we were talking about before, like this music and this lifestyle is all, is a community. Let's, let's help each other out. Let's, Let's let's see this through and do it and you know do it the correct way with you know positivity and in, in, in a good light. Yeah. It's a really roundabout way of saying that. I'm so sorry. Oh no, no, it's it's great. So the first single, the title track, Terminus, you guys are releasing August 30th, correct? So no, we're actually doing the whole thing on August 30th. So we, oh, okay, the whole thing drops. Okay. Yeah, so we were kind of like, oh, we'll do a little teaser, and then we're going to, okay, well, let's let's put one song up on YouTube just to see, you know, if anybody completely hates us or not. Um, we're actually, the full release is going to be on August 30th, 2019, so we're really looking forward to it. We've been sitting on it for a while. It's one of those things that, like, I'm sick of it already. I've listened to it 100,000 times. <laughs> you know, I just really, I, I just really would love somebody else to listen to it. So when you sent me... You know, and I really appreciated, you know, your message. You were like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. This is badass. Like, awesome. Like, oh, cool. Like, you know, so at least, you know, someone from the outside has heard it and, 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 and <laughs> had it into it. And I appreciate you taking the time out to do that. I really do. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And I, I hope people will check it out and check out Circle Back and uh, discover their new favorite band. Let's hope so. Because we're, <laughs> we're really nice guys. <laughs> we're just good guys, like playing in a band, like having fun, you know, doing what it's like really supposed to be about, you know, like we don't have any like agenda or anything like that, you know, it's it's tough though because it puts us in like a weird situation because there's like you know we have guys that aren't straight edge and we have guys that you know eat meat, so it's not like we can't play these strictly you know like X stuff shows or or this you know. It's tough for us because we're just kind of like in the middle, like, hey, you know, hi, good to see you. You know, we're just here to play some hardcore and have some fun and, and literally, like, share, like, a decent message with everybody of how you can get through life and, and stuff like that, you know. 
it's it's kind of hard because you know there there are some divisions out there which you know like part of the deal is for us to like you know help break down these walls because you know if you go if you take a look and I was actually listening to oh god who was it um I think it was the episode that you had with with Nathan Gray from Boys of Fire and you I may be 100% off of that one cuz I listened to like yeah. the last like 20, 20 episodes like when before you're like hey keep him on the show I'm like oh okay let me get completely caught up and kind of know what you're going <laughs> to ask and things like that you know just research man you know like which yeah, is yeah. okay that's like that's a good thing to do um yeah. he was mentioning you um how like all these bands you know mixed bills and things like that it was it was normal back then it may have been the whole small yeah. one now that I'm thinking about it um I think it was Doug from um, from Hope's Fall. Now that um, all those episodes run together because they're all so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know the mixed bills and things like that. They, it's just that separation now, like that we have now, needs to kind of get back to where we were before. That you know, like some indie rock band could play with hardcore band, and you know, and, and just get back to that because it was fun and it brought new people in and. You know, you didn't have to, like, act a certain way. You just went in and had fun. Like, it's funny to think about, like, I remember the first time I was at, like, I, I, I think it was a Snapcase and a Veil show, like, in, in 97 or 98, whenever they toured and they came through Cleveland. And this girl, like, I had only seen every once in a while because she lived in Louisville. And, you know, I thought she was real cool because she was, like, tied into, like, initial records and all that. Um, but she's like, hey, these kids are now, like, learning how to, they're, like, doing these kicks and stuff like that. I'm like, what? And, you know, like, at the time, like, looking at her, she had, like, a overall thought. Remember, like, when that was cool, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like, oh, check this out. And, like, she gets in and starts doing that. And I, I think that was, like, when all that started. And, and to today, like, just at the shows, like, how, like, even the dancing is, like evolved, it's not really dancing. Let's let's be real about that. I mean, it's just you're swinging your arms and stuff like that. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> like I've seen it all the way through now. Like, come on. Um, but it, it's cool. It's just like the whole evolution of the of the music from that time. You know, I can't really speak to like the '80s and anything like that because you know I'd just be lying to you at that point. And, and to be honest, like a lot of those, like the recording is so bad on like a lot of those albums that I'm just like, no, I'm good. You know, like I don't need to listen to some of these bands just to be cool. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our theme song was written and composed by the legendary Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give the show a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, click on the Patreon link at asthestorygrows.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. <laughs>